Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. You sure you don't want no... What does he say there? <laughs> nah, I'm okay. I'm stuffed. I always wanted to talk like that. That's my favorite accent. I went back when I watched uh, all the Sopranos at the end of the lockdown. I think I went through and watched every episode again. I think that'll everyone again. That'll do it for a while. You know, Mad Men. That'll do it for a while. We watched Mad Men, Liz and I. We went through Mad Men and watched that. We are in the throes of Breaking Bad, and this is going to come as a surprise to you. Hmm. It's not as good as I remember it. What is right now? Breaking Bad. I'm in. I'm at the end of. Uh, I, well, okay, I told you this story. Go in ahead. the last eight episodes of season four, and there are five seasons. Now, season five is incredible, and but I'm just sensing that my girlfriend's just not as into it as I thought she'd be, and yeah. therefore I'm sitting there watching every episode. And I, I keep telling her, "We'll wait till the ne- the next one." We'll is tell her be that crazy. the first four seasons are simply an amuse bouche. Amuse bouche. Uh, yes, I, I swear to God, I keep telling her like, oh, no, it's going to pick up. This is going to get and I'm like, it's not picking up. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised. I don't know why that is. When I first watched it, I'm like, this is the best show I've ever seen. And I said that over the wire. And you, I'm one of the few that say the shield. I love the shield. I'll always love the shield. In fact, I don't know that I'd go back and watch every episode. But the last season of the shield, I thought was perfect. Riveting television. Love Michael Chiklis. Chickless man. Did you like him in the commish? I don't think I watched the commission. I watched the commission. Did you like him in Seinfeld? Yes. Picking up hookers. Did you see it? But speaking of hookers, <laughs> you see the text I sent you? Yes, Were I you did. laughing? Yeah. Where'd you see that? I saw it was an ad on my Twitter and it's for this hotel and there's these two very beautiful women in tight clothes and then this guy shows up and he's got this huge smile on his face and a bottle of liquor and glasses and it's like oh this he's bought he's bought call girls here 
This is what yeah. you're telling me is I can afford I can buy this. I can't afford it, but I can buy it. I just love Las Vegas makes no apologies nope. for who they are, nope. what they are. That's why, you know, it is kind of why I laugh when I see people losing their minds about the innocence. And, yeah, I know it's geared towards children. And I'm like, man, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I'm talking like the like the Hudson thing, the Hudson thing, like the innocence of children because of the the college level writing prompt. And yes, they were inappropriate. Like they were inappropriate. But uh, do you remember what college? I heard the lowdown about that. Do you remember what 17 year olds and 18 year old hell when I was 14, the smut that I was watching and all my friends were worse than me? Like, do these parents really live in this weird cocoon? Or is there something sinister going on behind the I, scenes? Because the they look so silly. They really did look so yeah, silly. Yeah, but it's, it, you are fine with it. When it's you, it's different. The whole goal of a parent. See, this right, is right. where you no, are. No, no, you no, don't know because you don't right. have kids. But the difference is, yes, I will extol the virtues of innocence to them, but I'm not going to then act like I don't really know what's going on. These parents sound naive. They sound naive and they they sound oh. ridiculous. Oh, yeah, because but no, it's it, that's the beauty of it, Tone. Don't you get it? No, I it's don't the get perfect, it. I don't get it at all. It's the perfect out. I told you about this on, a, on an earlier podcast in the emerging podcast scene. I know someday my kids are going to hear this. My I know someday my oldest son, my middle son, and my youngest son will experiment with drugs. And engage in risky behavior. I don't. I hope. I just hope they have some sort of virtue of, you know, what we we talk about in society. That's a decent society. There are certain rites of passage for every American male, but you understand that there are certain rites of passages for American males that were seen as okay in the 1950s and mm, 60s and yeah. 70s and 80s that are not seen that way now. Like that is one thing that that needs to change. But there is, there is a innocence that that parents want to keep. And they are looking for, and I'll probably be the same way. I hate to admit this. They are looking for anything to blame but themselves. themselves. It starts now. If my son says a cuss word, he didn't hear it from his mother. He didn't hear it from grandma. No, no. He heard it from his father. Mm -hmm. And so I have to sit there and go, yeah, you know, I say the F word a lot and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where they hear. And so it's, it's, and I I don't care what anything, my, my wife loves me and loves my children, obviously our children. And you can't tell me there's not some satisfaction in her head, whether she admits it or not subconsciously that they didn't hear it from her. They heard from me. Mm -hmm. And so the blame is on me. You know, that's every parent does it even with their own spouse. And that's cussing. Those, Those are cuss words. I mean, the other stuff. Oh, my God. Can you believe what they're showing us in schools, what they're doing in schools? Mm-hmm. Can you believe this this day? Like, and, no, and, and again, because of social media, everybody is striving to be the perfect parent no matter what. Everything must be prim and proper and, and just and right. And uh, we, we all must be. I was going to use the father from, from seven in heaven, or, or, or excuse me, from seventh heaven, but obviously that can't be used. Yeah. Um, I can't use Danny Tanner anymore just because Bob Saget's a blue comic. Yes, he is. Um, the aristocrat. We, we all can't be. Um, we all can't be Tim Allen. No, can't use Tim Allen. Damn it. Oh, help yeah, me. No, Tim Allen. Who's the dad? Wait, which Tim and Rehab? Who's, who's, the, talking about? who's the dad from Happy Days? Who's the dad from Happy Days? We all can't be the dad from Happy Days. We all can't do it. And it it it's and we all can't be the mother from you know, we all we all can't be uh Mrs. Cleaver. We we can't be that. And so I think she that was that's terrific the way. in the movie Airplane. 
I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Um, we all can't be that, but that's and that's a world that someday you'll dive into, especially in Rocky River. I'm sorry, West Side suburbs. Although Rocky River is a little different, I can tell you who they voted for. What for president? Yeah, I know who they voted for for president. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, Ralph Nader. <laughs> that wasn't Nader. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, brought to you by Extend Technologies, X T E N D A V dot com. What, what what got us into that? I don't remember. What did we start with? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I have no idea. When's the last time we talked sports on this podcast? We talked Cavs basketball like a month ago. Tonight's the night. We talked Ohio Ooh. State. And by the way, we will be. I, I tried to get your attention during one of the breaks, but you were you were having one of those days where you didn't want to listen to any of it. Uh, the, the name, image, and likeness thing is taking a step further. Uh, looks like. Why was I having one of those days? Today I was having a yeah. day? Well, you were just playing videos and talking to one. Um. <laughs> But the uh, name wait image, a the, minute, the name image and what you talking about Arn Anderson and, just, and the yes, gun. It was, you ended up watching Arn Anderson talking about it was the just gun every break. But anyway, uh, I only the, watched it one break. The name image and likeness thing is taking a step further to where now uh, they're talking about. And remember the Northwestern unioniz- unionization uh, effort a few years ago? Yeah. Now it looks like they are full steam, full speed ahead at every college athlete being considered an employee and the dynamics that come along with that it is really going to and i'm not saying just change it for the worse i mean i i know i've i I, my scare tactics have been used before well wait a minute it is going to be a different doesn't this open up a totally different can of worms though with other things if a student goes to college and they they have a great discovery of the work that they did does that person become an employee well yeah that's that's the in a science experiment the slippery slope question the university when i am a student makes a ton of money off of me. Yeah. Now, does it make as much money off of me as it does a football player or quarterback at Ohio State? No. But the research, there's a reason a place like Ohio State is a research land-grant institution, and the money they make off research is done by their students. You know, I'd like to actually argue that. I'd actually like to take a deep dive real quick. How many athletes do they really make money off of? Well, the, it depends how you want to shape the argument. Because, On the Ohio State Because Buckeyes. I could say every year they're going to have a quarterback. So exactly. is any one quarterback You know where important? I'm going with this, though. Out of 100 players who play for yeah. – or 110 who play for the Ohio State Buckeyes, how many do Ohio State really make money off of? In any given year. And that means that a, a, a walk-on freshman can be a guy that they make money off of someday down the line. Mm-hmm. Someday down the line. But how many do they really make money off of? Or do you that look, we're paying for, or do you look at me, that Ohio the, State is paying for scholarship athletes. Yeah. Or do you look at it in the scope of the entity of the football program is making the money? And that is why they'll always say they pay the coach as much money as they do because the coach is the one that shapes that entity to become a revenue producer, mm. ultimately. Like, it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is at Ohio State. I mean, I, I know that sounds naive, but over the years, they're always going to have a good quarterback. Almost always. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a new high school player. But either well, I don't way, know. Everybody likes to tell me C.J. Stroud's garbage for whatever reason. No, they've given up on him already. But the the question then, obviously, what about the taxes? Yes, tax implications, obviously. But the ability Dr. of a— Dr. Dice says Tom Bosley. Thank you Bosley, very much. Yeah. played Howard Cunningham. I thank you He's very much. He's the one that uh, invented hair restoration. Uh, but the other aspect of that is can you just fire— if they're employees, can you just fire them? He just fire a player. The long snapper screws up the snap at the big rivalry game. You lose the game. Boom. Fired. Find someone else that can do it. Mm. We're not going to honor your scholarship. You know, technically scholarships are supposed to be renewable after every year. 
but it's always been a handshake, wink, wink agreement that, mm-hmm. yeah, if you come to school here, you're going to be a student athlete here for four or five or even six years. Now they have ways to run you off the team. Mm-hmm. No, certainly Urban Meyer did that. Like, you're not going to play here. Leave. Oh, that's what Mike Norvell's doing at Florida State now. Yeah. I mean, they're 0-4, and, you know, last year was his first year. It was his first year, so it was like a pandemic year. But you you can already see that that's going on. Like, they got some athletes, and he's just like, get out of here. Yeah. You're an athlete, but you, you're not going to fit this culture. We're 0-4. We lost to Jacksonville State. We're getting shellacked by Louisville. You're doing me no good. Right. Right, absolutely. So I just I just wonder, the next phase of this gets really interesting, and a bunch of people, I saw Pete Thamel tweet out yesterday that a bunch of high, big-time administrators, they're like, this is going to look very different in a few years. We have to adapt. No one's going to feel bad for the administrators. They make all the money. But they have to adapt, and they will. They're going to do whatever they need to do to be able to make more money. But they, it's going to change what it looks like. It really will down the road i don't know if it'll affect fan participation or attendance or tv ratings because mm-hmm. we love football no matter what you call it we love college football yeah but is it gonna look like college football um i i think in a lot of ways still it will again th- but this all this whole has to things have a way of evening themselves out like even let me let me use a a crazy example here the pandemic you notice that you know, when we look at numbers and things like that, we reacted a lot differently. Now, we know a lot more, but we I think we know a lot more. We will know a lot more about all this with NIL and have learned a lot more through cautionary tales, as sad to say as that is with the pandemic, but it's true, it's tragic. There is a cautionary tale, and we learn things a year and a half later that we didn't know. Now we know those things. Now we, we have the information. So there are certain things that we do and we don't do and we try to avoid and we try to have more common sense about. And so things are a little bit different. And there are arguments on don't pay the players because this, this, and this can happen. And where does it stop? Where does these things, like there is a correlation there. Where does, if you do this, where does that end? If you do this, where does that end? Like that type of thing. You brought up, I know you're going over there tomorrow. I'm not trying to be a big crazy. I'm not trying to get you in any heat and have you answer questions you don't want to answer. The mass and school thing. Yeah. Like, if we do this, where does this go? What is the end point? What is this? Like, it's that type of thing. If we pay players, if we pay players, and the first question I ask, well, okay, what if a, what if some brilliant student at the University of Akron College of Polymer Science finds a breakthrough technology mm-hmm. in rubber and tires and changes the way we look at the business? I'm sure eventually he'll be highly, com- or she'll be highly compensated. So where does this go? You know, there has to be yeah. – the whole point of higher education is supposed to be on a value. The entire point of higher education – and I'm not just talking about college, man. I'm talking about trade schools, which, my God, do we need to extol the virtue of trade sure. schools. We did not – and that's – that's I do blame that on our generation's parents. I do. I You know, my I, it was pounded into me that I'm not going to do anything in life if I don't go to college. And yep. the only thing – I. If I would have majored in something else, I would have gotten something much better out of the University of Akron. This is not a hammer on the University of Akron or anything. But I got I got taught how to be a professional doing this in some way. But really, it's like either got it or you don't. Okay? Turn the mic on. Turn the mic off. You either got it or you don't. And don't I agree. Don't yeah. say something horrible that's going to get you in trouble. Like, that's what it is. And you agree with that. So, you know, if I would have looked at it in a different way, like, what would have stopped me from going to RG Drag at the time, that was the uh, that was the trade school in town. You, like the kids went to RG Drag, 
And we were always told, those are burnouts. Yeah, well, those kids got out of high school, and they got jobs right out of high school. And they're going to retire at 53. <laughs> and they drive beautiful automobiles and grand houses, and they're not paying off eighty, dollars $100,000, $150,000 oh in student loans the way we are. And they, they are some of the biggest and brightest people in, in our towns that we grew up in. And they started out, yeah, they did construction. They picked, up, they picked up roofing shingles when they started out. And now here they are at 35. And you're right. They're going to retire when they're, 50s, when they're in their 50s. You know, it's, it's, it's just different. And I think that we really need to do that. And, like, this is a conversation from football that turns into so many different things because I think a lot of people can see college football now. And it, there's a lot of metaphors for life. I think people need to pay attention to that type of stuff. Should we stop with even bothering to care? And most people don't, don't care. Do you think in the SEC? Do you think fans? Do you think Ohio State fans really care? Not a in damn. the end. Do, should should we just get to the point where going to class and getting an education? That's up to each individual kid. Yeah. So quit the ruse. Mm-hmm. That these guys are even part of campus. I mean, now they basically live in their own. I mean, how many environment? First off, they, they they're not even part of campus. They take their classes at a different time. They take certain classes. A lot of them, yeah. the ones that don't take it that seriously, they're not really mixed in with the rest of academia or the student population. Uh-huh. Look at this. I mean, if you're and and it should and there is part of this that's just inherently American, and some part of this that I support because. There, there is a way, there should be a way to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I know that's a terrible cliche. Follow me on this. A kid who grows up on the east side of Cleveland in a hard neighborhood who plays for Ted Ginn, who gets an opportunity to go to the Ohio State University. His GPA might not be that great, but he goes to the Ohio State University and we go through the guise of putting him through classes because... There is, and, and Garrett has told us about this, Garrett Bush, who played football at OU, that, well, that, that kid gets a scholarship. Well, who's paying for that scholarship? See, people don't realize, and I didn't realize this until Garrett told me, they pick that scholarship. They, they'll pick your major for you. You may say you want to be an engineer, but you had a 1.6, and we had to fight like crazy to get your grades yeah. up, to get your, to get your standing up, and to have, and have you get help. You're going to major in basket weaving until you can prove otherwise because we need you eligible since we're paying for your scholarship. And people don't realize that. But And, oh, by the way, some of those classes are at the same time as practice. So ex- that's not going exactly. to work. Exactly. But this is the difference. What if the light goes on for that kid? And that's the whole point of, of, of higher education. It's supposed to be helping people raise the stakes. If the light goes on for that kid, say he grows up and he plays for Ted Ginn and gets a chance to go play at the Ohio State University. And he's just never really good in school, whatever. But he's good with football, and he's good with the university, and he's good with people. Football and leadership makes sense to that young man. And so he goes and he gets a, he, he plays college football, and he plays in the NFL for a, or a handful of years, and it's, it's whatever. But during his time at the Ohio State University, he's made many friends, and he's made many friends of many boosters. And he's made many friends of people in, in many different departments. Well, now he's in outreach. Well, now he can go back and get a job and still work for a university or work for one of the other people and be taught that skill. So there's still, I, you know, this is, the, this is the thing that I want people to get. I think people, again, they get so focused on their own likes and retweets, they don't understand that there is an opportunity being given here, even that's not necessarily monetary. Now, you add in monetary, you add in a monetary value to it, that's perfectly fine. But let's remember where this is. That's why I, I have to say, do not get 
rid of college football. There's many important people who still go to these colleges, and there's people like I was talking about who went to the vocational school who are still fans of these colleges, and they still want to be a part of the university, and because they have businesses, they hire these people, and then they build them up, and then they were able to give people opportunities that we weren't able to. Like I think we really need to be careful here over the next 10, 15, 20, 25 years about what this all still is while adding monetary value to those players and being able to give them some sort of an income. You want to do it, fine, but I think you need to be very careful about how we do this. Because I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people like to say it and they like to tweet it. I don't think they like to think it through. Because there's a totally another side to this too. There's people who aren't good at football, but they're good at running track. Well, if I got to pay these players now as an employee, like you just said, what's going to happen with Title IX? Now, am I wrong? Now, tell me about this. Title IX only guarantees equal opportunities for men and women in sports, correct? Mm-hmm. The same um, – the grand number of sports has to equal, right? Scholarships, I think. Scholarships yeah. have to equal. Well, if I wanted to, like Ohio State has how many varsity sports? 36? It's 36 or 35. I can look at it and go, football takes care of a lot of this. Men's basketball takes care yeah. of a lot of this. We have women's basketball that helps take care of a lot of this. They're getting a little wrestling pop, too. A little wrestling, but that's a men's sport, so it's three to one right now. Give me two more women's sports. Bye. Yeah. The rest of you, good luck. I think there's a genuine concern about that. That is a major concern. And nobody. These people get opportunities, too, that now all of a sudden. I I get that all the football fans won't care. Don't care. I can do the Jay Cutler voice in the bathroom. Don't care. Yeah, until it's your kid who has the, who's running yes. the track. Until it's your, your kid who plays kid the soccer. Is doing until it's your kid hockey. who plays the lacrosse. Yes. Then all of a sudden you do care. It's unbelievable. And those kids do pick real majors. Yeah. They really do. That's what I hate about that. Like, it, to everybody, it, and there's, there is a certain sect of people that are always, it's not my problem. Oh, until it's my problem, then I'm the biggest advocate for that problem. Like you got to think about other people's needs too. And like there were like the, my, my buddy in college, my roommate, the best man at my wedding who I did grow up with same town next door in, in the neighborhood next to mine. He was a baseball player at Akron. He was a full ride. Nobody went to Akron baseball games for crying out loud. Hell, they didn't even have the program mm-hmm. for a few years there. So he was one of those athletes and he's a guy. And you had a girl who lived right next door to us and she was a track and field. She did high jump. I think she did high jump. And she did something else. She went to school, and she got a partial scholarship. She wouldn't have been able to afford school. Wouldn't have been able to do that. And I don't know what she's doing now, but at least she had the opportunity to better herself from where she was before. Now she wouldn't might, she wouldn't get that opportunity. You think Akron's going to keep her on track and field if you have to pay football players? Hell, they can barely afford to keep the lights on down there, let alone pay There's football players. There's a lot players. of programs that right now the economics don't make sense. Exactly. And they're not exactly paying their And there would be a lot of schools that just go, yeah, we don't need athletics. Right. A lot of schools. And it's again, it's easy to say, well, we don't need those schools anyway. Do we really need a, even though James Madison has a very strong football program, do we need a James Madison? That's easy for you to say you're not from Harrisonburg, Virginia. You don't care. You care about Ohio State, though. So, again, it's somebody else's problem until it's not. And that, that, that's something that needs to change right then and there. Do I tell the story about the duffel bag? Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Make sure you go there. They're in broad, Broadview Heights. They're going to make your home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. You know, Tony, you know we love Tony. We, we love Tony. We love Extend Technologies. You're going to love them. Yeah, tell it. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Okay. 
You know why I'm not going to do it? Why not? Because I want you to tell the dog story. No, can't do it. You're not going to tell the dog story? No, not yet. Why? One day. One day. Just can't yet. You are a 40-year-old grown man. She I, I, knows I, I that you dated other women before her. Just wasn't she, dated, she dated other guys. It was like a year before you met her. It, it was a year before you met her. Yeah, I got to wait. Can't do it yet. You got to be kidding me. How long do I have to wait? I don't know. Maybe a year. Well, I'm not telling the I'm not telling the gun story until Okay. Spill your beans. Come on. I can't, I can't do it. Why? It's such a, you've told me the story. I, it's such a good story. I can't tell it yet. Why? We'll tell it when I tell the Mangini story. I am I am whining. I'm so frustrated. You didn't even hear it. I said Mangini story. I didn't even tell. <laughs> it wasn't even the Coquita story. No. No. Well, there's other Mangini story. Well, you actually told a Mangini story yesterday. Come on, because I can't just tell all these stories and then have you. Because I'm going to forget about the dog story. This is one thing I have against you that I can put against you, because I've never told this one on the air, and I've certainly, obviously, never told it on the podcast. But I, your stories are so long ago that that's why it's fun. I was to, 14 years it's old. It's fun to revisit those old you days. You were 38 when this happened. You met her when you were 39. Yeah. You're fine. And I did tell you, by the way, the... I did tell you, by the way, the time I got a knife pulled on me. When was that? On my aunt's street, my grandmother's street at the time. When you were a kid? Yeah. By who? I was about 11 years old. Got a knife pulled on this? me by Chesterland, by somebody living on the street. Uh, and uh, some of it I think you'd say was deserved because we, uh, we had a bad habit of picking on somebody on that street. And we were picking on them, picking on them, picking on them. And then someone had had enough. And uh, a uh, parent came down, a parent with a very checkered past. Mm, and pulled a knife on you? He said, come over here. And I go, oh, boy. And I went over there. Wasn't going to outrun him or anything. I go over there, and he, the first thing he did, he just pulled out a knife. And this one, I don't know knives Why like you do. Why was that the first thing he did? I don't know knives that well. Oh, like there's, a, there's a hot tip knife and a couple okay. of I don't. Yeah, but I don't know them that well. This one was scary. And he pulled How a long? knife on an 11-year-old boy. He decided to do it to you? Yeah, and then there was a kid with me. Yeah, but I can imagine. He was the, threatened also. You're the, oh, okay. I'm sorry, because I'm like, why did he pull it on the, sm I'm imagining you're the smallest kid there. I, yes. I saw pictures of you. Oh, you were, by far. You're actually a normal height. You look like you should have been no, like 5'3". Back, th back then, it was a concern. I thought it was going to be very short. Yeah. Very short. My but dad like, was very short. What are you, 5'11"? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Lime is a normal height. He's Legit 5'11", too. Yeah. Don't round up or any of that nonsense. 5'11". Nope, but can you imagine 11-year-old, how fearful you would be? All the fun and games end immediately. And like I said, this was deserved not having a knife pulled. I mean, just a talking to. A stern talking to was deserved. Maybe a punishment. Not a knife at age 11. All right. I can't tell you. And so people are going to be disappointed. I want to give people what they want, and I really want to Go, tell them. do it. I'm not telling the story because it's not – I want to give people another story because I seriously – I don't want to tell the story until you tell the dog story. It's a – like, this is a this is a big deal we're talking about here. A big deal? When I was a kid. All right. You want me to tell a story? Yes, absolutely. There's so many other good stories. There's time my buddy tried to steal a bike from the, mo from the motel down the road. All right, fine. So I'm 14 years old, okay? 
And uh, I had uh, my dad, my my next door neighbors. They went, um, they went belly up. All right, the house got foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. My dad and my neighbor Carl tried to buy the property. They were going to buy the property and split it. And so half of the property, they were going to tear down this house. Uh, the house was because in my in my my neighborhood is very very old. Okay, my parents, my parents' neighborhood is very old. My neighborhood actually was at one point part of, I guess, Sippo Lake and the the woods in Sippo Lake, down in Perry Township. And at that time, like now, it's all roads and all that stuff. But the, the across Genoa Genoa Road, there is Sippo Lake, and there's like the the reservation and everything there. Well, all I guess used to be part of the woods and all that stuff. And on that street, it's really cool. There's a lot of old, what, what used to be hunting shacks that they converted into homes. So the home was not that great. Now it was, it was a fine home. It wasn't like it was dilapidated or anything like that. They just, they went, they had the home and it went belly up. So my, my dad was going to buy half of it. And Carl, the neighbor, crazy, I used to call him crazy Carl. He was fine with it. Can't be a normal Carl. You got to be crazy. No, he was, well, he would tell us. He would tell us lurid stories, uh, very vivid stories. He was he fought in the Pacific Theater in World War II, and he like he had, he told us stories that he should not have been telling yeah. nine and ten and eleven year olds oh, at that man. time about fighting the Japanese and the things he did and the things he saw. There there is some very strong tales that I'm not going to tell on this show or on any show. I'll tell you off there about what he did. Anyway, um, we did get to see some war trophies, which was, it's very humbling to see that. So my dad was going to buy it with him. My parents ended up, my dad got outbid, Carl got outbid, whatever. This guy buys it. My my dad and Carl were pissed because the guy who bought the house was going to rent it out. He's oh, like, oh, yeah, geez. for sure. So you don't know so, who's going to be there. I'm f- 14. No, I'm younger than that because this is about a year earlier. So I'm 13 years old. I'm young and impressionable. You're already losing interest, aren't no. you? No, no, no. I'm 13 years old, and you know my buddies and I, we're you know we're it's not the wrong side of the tracks, but you start experimenting a little. You know, I had older friends, so you start experimenting a little early. Uh, I don't condone this behavior at all, by the no, way. No, no, no. And so the neighbors who moved in, they were like 20. This guy was 20, and he had a kid. And it was him and his girlfriend and their little kid, and she was pregnant again. And he was, I, I he's 20 years old. I, he, he was an adult to me. He did not, he was not an adult. He was a kid himself. And it was him, his girlfriend, his, his little kid, his baby that was about to be born, and then the baby was born. Uh, he had a full-time job. It was his brother who would stop by all the time. Uh, her cousin would stop by, and her, they, she was actually cousins with one of my childhood friends growing up, right? So I we just they're playing basketball in the driveway. You gravitate towards that. And it it got real, real quick, like, okay, now you're gonna try a little weed here and there. So one day, like I'm hanging out with them, and you know, I'm kind of going down a little bit of a wrong path here. And their cousin, like, he's like he's thinking about it. He doesn't know. Well, he's gonna start selling pot. So he starts selling dope. So if you don't want me to tell the rest of the story, better run in here and stop me because it's going. So he starts selling dope. 
and then he starts getting into he starts getting ideas because he's got high school kids. He's in high school, by the way. He's got high school <laughs> kids that he's going to start selling uh, fake acid to. So he's already got he's got a whole plan of attack. Here. Yeah. Again, I'm 14 years old, mm-hmm. and so he has me. This is like this is like New Jack City, except I was fully clothed. I'm mm-hmm. put. He goes. I, I got. He's like. It's easy. You get. T- you get. You get aluminum foil. You get. You get the. You get the sugar cubes. And you didn't have the internet to learn this stuff yeah. back then. This Indeed. is. This is. Uh, info. Privileged information passed yeah. down for generations. Oh, yeah. generations. And he, he goes. You get aloe vera, and then you just drop the. You put a drop of aloe vera in there, and it's going to leave a stain. So they think they're taking. They think they're taking drugs. <laughs> oh they're not. God. And, and he's going. What are they going to do? What are they going to do to me? It's like eh, you're high, selling to high school kids. Like, what are they going to do? And again, I'm I'm 13 years old. I am a I have no idea how bad any of this is or is about to get. So, I love the meeting of the minds here too. Yeah. It's oh yeah. So great. So he uh, he's doing it, and I'm I'm dropping the aloe vera and the cubes, <laughs> and I'm wrapping up the cubes and stuff like that. And he comes back, and he's got this wad of money because he's selling them for 10 bucks a cube. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he comes back. He has a wad of money. I'm 13 years old. This is the most money I've ever seen in my life. And okay, he's in business, and I'm, I'm gonna get a cut. So I'm gonna help. I'm 13. So Did you discuss your cut. That your goes well. No, it was just <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to be a part of the team. And I didn't realize that that business went belly up real quick because these kids are going, I'm not feeling anything. What is going on here? It's basically a one time. Yeah, he thought this was going to be this huge booming business and he's going to have repeat customers. No, they were just taking sugar and they realized that about a half an hour after they yeah. took the sugar. So and that, maybe two went back for more. It was that like, goes, maybe it just didn't yeah. jive with my chemistry, yeah. man. Yeah, a couple of them came back, but then he had zero customers, and word got out like, don't be buying, don't be <laughs> buying this this sugar from this guy. So that ended that, and then I'm like, he's the one who's got to go to high school. I'm not gonna say which high school, so I don't, I don't have to go to that high school. I was going to junior high at the time. Well, then this other guy, and he, the guy was always good to me. I'm never ever gonna talk bad about him because he'll probably come back and kill me. Um, he was always cool to me. I'm not going to say his real name. I'm not going to say full names, but he had this great Cadillac. He had this, and he always wore these excellent basketball jerseys. Again, I'm 13. I'm impressionable. So he's got like these, and it was always a white shirt, basketball jersey, baggy jeans, and his Cadillac was excellent. Great rims. Now, I didn't know how I got the Cadillac. I figured that out very quickly how he got the Cadillac. Um, and I just ride in the back of their car all day. And they drive around and... <clears throat> Did you feel like a man... Yeah. Oh, I felt cool yeah. as hell. I felt cool as hell. You know, I, I mean, I got I got older. I'm hanging out with older guys. You're not with your parents anymore. No, no. Not, my parents no. had no idea. My parents had zero clue. Z- my, I think my dad had an idea. My mom, I don't think she wanted to know. This is truly coming of age. Ken. It was very new age Henry Hill, like stay away from them over there. And I didn't have problems with my grades or anything like that. So one day... They basically they they got themselves an easy mark, right? And they they're, they're on the phone, and there was this kid. His name was like Jeremy, and they go, "Listen, he's 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 growing weed behind his dad's property. His parents are divorced. They live, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the area. How do people replicate <laughs> the 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 way to do it, the conditions to be able to do that? He they said he had a shed Holy at the cow. end of his dad's property. They grew up on a farm. His parents were divorced. And I remembered so it was in the family business. It was around these power lines, right? 
And he goes, and he's on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah, eight ounces. Eight ounces. And so it's like, okay. And then it turns into like pounds. Sure. And so he goes, oh, and then he just goes back. He goes, eight ounces, eight ounces, whatever. He goes, okay. So we go, he, he goes, listen, he goes, I need you to come with us. And I go, why? Because you're going to find out. Okay, so it's, it's the guy who owns the Cadillac, my buddy's cousin, and I'm in the back seat. I don't know what I'm doing yet. So we go down to this house, and this house is at the end of, it, it, it's, mm, can't say. But it's in, it's in my home area, right? But it's, it's a ways away. It's not in Perry. It's, it's in another town. So there, we're like getting ready to pull up. We're like five minutes away from this house. And he goes, listen, he's like, I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to steal this kid's weed. <laughs> and I go, okay. And they go, this kid's an idiot. This is not a big deal. Don't be scared. We're going to steal this kid's weed. I'm like, cool. This is going to be awesome. And he goes, he goes, what I want you to do. He's like, have you ever, <laughs> he's like, have you ever seen that 70s show? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 14 now, by the way. He goes, okay, you know when they go around and th- you know when they go around the table, you know Austin Kutcher? I go, yeah. He goes, I want you to point and laugh and make that same face as we drive off. We're going to steal his weed, and I want, you, I want you to make fun of him on the way out. And I'm like, okay, all right. So we pull up to this guy's house. <laughs> this kid comes out. This kid's probably 17, 18 years old at the time, and he's got this Adidas duffel bag. And, you know, they're, they're out there talking, whatever. There's nobody on this street. There's zero surveillance. You do not have to be quick with it, not dark at night. I mean, it's like a Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Might as well have been an SEC game. Nobody cared whatsoever about what was going on. So he's like, yeah, you got it. He goes, well, we want to see it first. And so he puts the duffel bag in the car. They got the duffel bag. They, they look inside the duffel bag. They hand me the duffel bag. I got the duffel bag. Put the duffel bag next to me in the passenger seat of the back seat. All of a sudden, the passenger in the car pulls out this hand cannon 357. Whoa. And then the driver <laughs> of the car. Do you know car, the stakes were high here? I did not know this. And I like looked over and go, oh, my God. Like that. Is, like I felt like Donnie. In Big Lebowski, where it's like, oh, Jesus. I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere. I'm sitting right here. Like, my first thought was to get out of the car and run. I'm 14, and I'm with the guys who are holding the gun. So then the driver pulls out what I what would probably be, and then get a good look at it, would be like a Mossberg 590 shockwave or like a TAC-14, which is like a tactical 12-gauge shotgun that you know, you hold it on the. I'm holding the mic like it right now. It just it doesn't have the it doesn't have the the shoulder mm-hmm. doesn't have the it you know it doesn't have that doesn't Maybe. have the stock. The artillery here, yeah. impressive. So he's got it and he points it out and this guy's like all oh, and he just starts cussing him out. He just starts he's like I know what you're doing to me, and they're like Yep, we're taking it, and he just puts it in drive, and he and I almost said his name. I'm not gonna say his name. And the one guy turns or goes Do it, do it, do it, do it. And I look at the guy, and I'm pointing and laughing and doing exactly what, and they are laughing their stoned asses off. They thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I mean, I shouldn't I, be laughing. My right heart, now, but... my heart was pounding through my chest. And I'll tell you another part of that story at another time. But that's when I knew, like, I can't do this. I know I'm 14. I'm young and stupid. Like there was a moment in my life where I'm like, 
this is going to be bad for you. You can't be hanging yeah, around with these people. Yeah, but it starts here. If it's it starts only going to end in a very, like, very dark. Like, it's fun and games I there. Go, I, I was like, I was like, I can't believe you guys brought guns. Mm-hmm. And my one buddy goes, oh, stop being a bitch. It ain't even loaded. See? And like he like, oh, that's exactly how he said it. He goes, stop being a bitch. It ain't even loaded. Look. And he like opens up, he opens up the chambers. And I mean, does that even there. matter? No, it doesn't matter. Right. It's terrifying. I was 14 years old. Oh, now what's the other kid going to do now? He can't call the police. No. Does he have, does he have, it, does he have friends that, that are the beauty bigger of it and to, older? That was the beauty of it to him. So that was when like. That was a, a very sobering instance of, like, you better not be hanging around very much longer. It's going to go much different. Because yeah, I always thought, I was like, I was like I'm going to be a sports writer someday. Well, even when I was 14, I was like, I'm going to be a pitcher. I'm going to pitch for the Cleveland Indians. Like, I swear to God, I thought I was going to be a pro baseball player at some point. And I'm like, I'm going to be a pitcher. I'm going to pitch for the Cleveland Indians, and everything is going to be great. <laughs> and so I, I knew then, I'm like, this is not good. You need to get out of this situation. Very, very dangerous game. You're so, playing there. I told I told Falar that years ago off the air. Falar couldn't believe it. How much? Uh, what was the street? Falar couldn't believe it. What was the street value? It was eight ounces. I have no idea. Oh, eight ounces. Okay. You can do the math. <laughs> nah, I don't know how to. I don't. I've been out of the game for too long, everybody. I yes. don't know. Yeah, but, but that's the next. That's the the problem, though. The next podcast. I'll tell you another story about that. Be, I have one more run to go on before I hang him up we, for good. Well, Desperate Ken no, is I'm in not, need. I'm not telling that. I'm not telling more more drug that stories. That one for a while. magical story. There is another story that involves the 357. 357, which uh, I'll Ju- tell at a, at a future. Just time. when we thought Ken was out. These mean they streets pulled, me pulled back them in. back in. It was though, man. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not because it did. Like I, I went home and I sat because I'm an only child. I'm just sitting there in my room going. But you felt cool. You had to stuff. feel cool in the moment. Just- All right, I'll tell you the rest of the story about that. So he, as a thank you, he gave me the gun. Oh, my children, I swear to At God. 14? As so a you, thank you, he gave me the And then gun. how did you hide that? You can't hide anything Put it under parents. the bed. Put it under the bed. My parents would have never thought in a million years they were going to find a three fifty seven Magnum under I think under they my were bed. thinking they'll find something else under the bed. Everybody checks under the bed. My dad's going to look for old old penthouse and Where's finds the that. smut? <laughs> He's looking for Hustler and he finds that. Um... I hid it under the bed. I had that thing for about three months. Was it dangerous to you? I mean, how, how'd you learn how to? Well, I had no it? access. I had no access to ammunition. Oh, okay. And it was. I mean, I remember the weight. Yeah, a kid can't really go into a gun store and buy ammunition. Right? I, I remember the weight. Unless of you're this, in Texas. And I, I just know that it was. <laughs> I know it was an illegal gun. I, there's no way anybody was registered. No serial that. number. I guarantee. You, I don't remember seeing oh anything. Oh my god! I don't remember being. I don't remember being cognizant enough to look at it and see anything being scratched off. I had no idea. Yes, it was filed down. But um, <laughs> I had it for about three months, and I went over there and I'm like, "Listen, guys, like, I can't. I can't keep this thing on here. I can't keep my. I can't keep this thing on here, man. I. I can't." It's hot. Like, you got to oh. get rid of it. They're like, oh, well, you should have just told me. Here you go. And they gave me like a 22. <laughs> and I go, all right. And I had that for a day. I'm like, guys, I really don't want any guns. I uh, thank you, My but I God. don't. And at this time, I'm like, I'm coming over less and less. Like, Kenny, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? I'm like, I'm in eighth grade. 
Like I'm I have my go, summer reading. I'm gonna go watch the OC after this and be with my buddies. We're gonna ride on bikes and try to get girls to take their shirts off. Like that was my whole thing. Like I need to go back to being a kid because this is I way too of, real for me. I think of how dramatically different your life. You could have been Nick Cage in Lord of War. You're selling grenade launchers. I mean, selling nuclear weapons. I was like, I swear to God, I was going. This is way too soon for any of this stuff. Hopefully, uh. I never ever see this again. But yeah, there, I had that for about three months. And there was a time where I pull it, I pull it out every day and take it, and I, you know, there was no, there was no like YouTube videos on how to clean them or anything like that. I just knew that I can't have this thing on me. I can't have this thing on me. My mom, I'm sitting there going, my mom, God rest mom's soul, she's here. Mom's hearing this now for the first time ever. Sorry, um, she, she, I can't imagine what she would have done. I cannot imagine what my mother would have done. I can't. She would be, she'd be reading Chicken Soul Soup for the Soul. And praying to God every day about her baby taking you the. You would have been lost turn. cause. You would have been lost cause. Absolutely. Yeah. If, my been... if my dad would if my dad would have known about any of that, I mean, it would have been he would have hit me with a fist. Oh yeah. He would have I mean, hit me with a fist. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's what all happened to me. I got all of that and got threatened with reform school all the time. Yeah. Because there were some there were some tenuous years back then, Kenny. I think me and you do share. Yeah. We share a lot of the same background. Oh, we have a we have a closer background than we think. Um. So yeah, that was the. Uh, that was the uh, that's the story about the uh, duffel bag, the the guns and me when I was fourteen. Did you like that? Was that any good? It did. It was very good. Um, I love how real it got at a very young age for you. I you know what? I actually look back on it now. Every neighborhood has those kids who are going down a bad path at a very early age. I was warned by my uh, I'll never forget Mr. Bittner in middle school. He pulled me in. I think I told yeah. you the story once. He pulled me yeah. in. And basically told me not to hang out with these two kids anymore. He said, Anthony, your whole life is going to be ruined if you continue hanging out with those kids. And actually, both of them ended up becoming decently successful. Really? Both of them. He was wrong. Huh. He had wrong instincts. Although those kids, wow. they did write the ship. They did write the ship. Yeah. But it was going down a bad path. But, like, okay, like in my neighborhood, like one became an auto mechanic. One lives uh, in Wayne County, and he has more money than God. My buddy, Bat. Of course. But, like, another buddy... He's in the drug trade. My my other buddy was in and out of jail, got addicted to drugs, and has to live in another state right now oh, uh, because it's the only way he can stay sober. It's the only way he can stay clean. I had another buddy who went to prison for a couple years uh, for drug manufacturing, and I had my other buddy who he works at a grocery store and and he lives in my old old neighborhood and and we talk just about every day and he's just he's just doing fine and dandy. He has his cats and he's a big Raiders fan, and I love him dearly. But yeah, it was it's a mixed bag in that neighborhood. But I do remember, like, I look back on it now, and I know we got a wrap here. Extend Technologies, X T E N D A V dot com. But if the if the story can be used for anything, use it as a cautionary tale because I was fourteen, and I do feel I was kind of lucky. Like, I saw how real twenty year old nut jobs can be, and so when my buddies were like, "Hey, we're seventeen, let's experiment," I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good. No, I'm good with that." Of beer here or there, but I'm not gonna. So he became I'm boring, Ken. Uh, okay, maybe I had more than a beer here and there. Either way, um, extend technologies. X T E N D A V dot com. That's X T E N D A V dot com. Make your home dreams come true with the wonderful people at Extend Technologies. Trust me, there's no cartels involved. Everything will be perfectly fine. Uh, go on over there, see what it's like uh, to make your home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. We're back with the next podcast on Tuesday. Back on Friday morning, Friday five, the whole deal. Have a good one. Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.